We'll do a review of Lakutus Sikhas Chelikud Beis, the second Sikha for Parsha Shemini. In this Sikha, the Rebbe will discuss the relationship between the Parsha Shemini and the Rishchidosh um, Nisan. Many times we read the Parsha Shemini in the week that is Rishchidosh Nisan. And of course, at the time also, we would uh, read the Parsha Sachoidish, which discusses Rishchidosh, which is Rishchidosh Nisan, and discusses the festival of Pesach. And the Rebbe will make a relationship between the idea of Shmini uh, versus the Shiva Simeha Miluim, depending that the Shmini was done basically Min Hashemayim, Atzivu Min Hashemayim. So it's Milmailo and the Shiva Simeha Meluim are basically the Avaitis Hamato, and how that relates to the uh, idea of Rosh Nisan, which is also Milmailo and the Parsha Chodesh. But there's a lot, a lot of details here. It's a difficult Sicha. I'll do the best I can and we'll go through inside. Ois Aleph. So first the Rebbe talks about the connection between, in this ois, between the portion of Shmini and Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and also the fact that we also read the Parshas HaChodesh on the, in the Parshas Shmini, which is not only is Rosh Chodesh during the week, but it's also on the Shabbos itself, we already read about the HaChodesh um, Hazeh, which was on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that's when it took place, and the Nyonim of Pesach. So, Parsha Shmini inside. The portion of Shmini, Koirim Bekamo Shonim. So, many years we read it, Ukkviz Shonazu, the year that the Sikha was given, uh, was also the same order that we read the portion Shmini, Bishabbat Shalifnei Rosh Chodesh Nisan. On the Shabbos, that precedes Rosh Chodesh Nisan. That really means that Rosh Chodesh Nisan is, is, is within the week of Parsha Shmini. Well, the Shabbos Zu, so the Rebbe says, this Shabbos is Shaykh's Galuya. There is a very open connection to Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Uh, not only is it just a connection, but there's a whole Torah reading. It was also connected because when you take out a Sefer Torah, you make Brachas, and it's connected to Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So you see that this Shabbos, the Shmini, that proceeds that in the week there's going to be Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we're also going to read Parshas HaChodesh, Parshas HaChodesh, because in this week we're going to read the Parshas HaChodesh as Elochem, which is Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So you see that there is a connection between uh, Shmini, that you see that Shmini and uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan are connected. And um, as the Rebbe in a minute will address what we're looking for connections because Shmini itself was a Rishchidosh Nisan. But wait one one minute. But over here, we're talking about the Parsha Shmini and the um, Rishchidosh that comes out and therefore also the uh, Parsha Chidosh. So the Rebbe brings down from the Shalom that we always know that there is a connection between the Parsha and the Yomim Tovim, the special days, based on what is known from the Hamoyadim, that in all the festivals, yes, Shaykhus quote from the Shaloh, to those portions that it comes out in that week. So when there is a festival or a Shchodesh that comes out in Parsha Shmini, so that... Uh, Festival has a connection to the Parsha Shmini Haremuvan, so therefore there is a connection between Rosh Chodesh Nisan and the Rebbe has a Parsha Chodesh because Rosh Chodesh Nisan and the Parsha Chodesh are essentially because always if the Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes in the week, so we're going to do the Parsha Chodesh and the Parsha Shmini, so that there is a connection to the portion of Shmini. So mentioned before, so there's a simple connection. was on So it's a connection, Yemashimini is connected to Rish Nisan. No. But the Rebbe says we have to find the connection to the concept of Shmini 
not to the concept of when we're trying to connect Rishchidosh with the Parsha, with the Parsha Shmini, we're trying to find it to the Shmini part of it, not to the Rishchidosh, because the Parsha doesn't say Vahibayim Rishchidosh, it says Vahibayim Hashmini. So therefore we want to find the concept of Shmini, how it relates to Rishchidosh Nisna Parsha Chidosh. Vinei. Ashaych is apshuto shebein Rishchidosh Nisna Parsha Chidosh. Le Parsha is Vahibayim Hashmini, he, the simple, Connection. If you're looking between Rishchidosh Nisan and the portion of the Chidosh, which we read on the Shabbos that precedes, uh, which Rishchidosh Nisan comes out, to the connection to the portion of Ahiba Yem Hashemini is Sheyem Hashemini lemeluim hoyu berishchidosh Nisan. When did it take place? The eighth day of the inauguration of the Miluim that actually took place on Rishchidosh Nisan. But the Rebbe says of Namikiv on Shaho Inyan the Rishchidosh Nisan. But since this idea that it was Rishchidosh Nisan, that's not mentioned explicitly in the Parsha. And actually the Posik's language, was on the eighth day. There is Devon Ezra actually explains that we can explain that it means the eighth day of Nisan. So within the Posik itself, it does not say Rosh So that's not the connection. What does say specifically, what is articulated is only was in the Shmini. That's why it makes sense to say the Rebbe wants to find So what is the main connection between the Parsh of Shmini to Rishchidosh Nisan that comes in it, to the Parsh Sachidosh that we read, uh, because of it, Umitzad Ha'inyan the Shemini Lemeluyim, is because of the idea of eighth day of Miluyim is that connects it to um, to Rishchidosh and the Parsh Sachidosh Mahainu. So what we're essentially saying is Shamay Ladiyim Hashemini Lemeluyim Al Shiva Shemayim Miluyim Shalafonov. The advantage of the eighth day of Miluyim over the seven days of Miluyim that preceded it. Now we're talking about Hibayim Hashmini. This dogma, he dogmas that similar Hamayla Rishchidosh Nisan. This is similar to the advantage of Rishchidosh Nisan. Ashari Yomim Shalachayda Daimulay. On other days that's similar, that's seemingly similar, no different than the Rishchidosh. We'll see, as the Rebbe will explain, what Rishchidosh Nisan is that Rishchidosh uh, Nisan and the Parshish Achidosh, these are all the Avedas that comes Milmailo, and that makes it unique, and that is also what Yom Hashmini Limiluim over the previous seven days. In those days, uh, the Rebbe will uh, bring out the idea that uh, what we're trying to say uh, unique about Rishchidosh, uh, Parshish Achidosh, we can really say that it's versus the Parshas Achodesh versus Parshas Parah, because the similar to the Yom Hashmini that is the Parsha is versus the Shiva Yomim that preceded. So the Chodesh, Rosh Chodesh, and the Achodesh is versus the Parshas Parah because the Parshas Parah is always read before <coughs> the Parshas Achodesh. So. Parah and Achodesh would be equal as Shiva Shimei Meluyim and Shemin Vahibiyim Hashmini, and we will find the same concept in both of these inyonim. Base, v'hine b'kviyus kuzu shaparshes Achodesh koydim b'shabes parshes Shemini. In such a setup, when the portion of Achodesh you read on Shemini, so the kriyas parshes Parah. So then, when do you read the Parah? Uh, that is always going to be uh, there's no interruption between the <coughs> Shabbos that precedes the Parsha Chodesh is given and in the portion of Tzab oh dear we talk about the Seventh day Meluim so Tzab is and it's Parah Always going to be Pora in this setup. Shmini is going to be Shmini Limeluim and it's going to be Achodesh.
Mekivon Shekriyas Parshas Since the section of Pora comes as an introduction before we read the Parsha Chodesh. Okay, there used to be Rishalmi, as we find in the Rishalmi. Why does Pora come before a Chodesh? Shahu Tarosan shall call Yisrael. Because the Pora brings the purity of all of Israel. So before uh, you can. Bring carbonus, eat carbonus, you have to become tired. So, before we can talk about a chaydish comes out, we have to first talk about the poro. The poro is the uh, purifier because you have to sprinkle from the ashes of the poro. From the mechatos. So, just like poro is an introduction for a chaydish, shiva are an introduction and a preparation for the eighth day. So, so therefore we can say, that we're going to find, as we'll see later on, the advantage that the Chodesh has over Parashas Pora, uh, which the Parashas Pora is Tarashas Kol Yisrael, but still, he dugmas milas yemashmini liminu yiluim al zayin yimei that will be similar to the advantage of the Shmini Liminuim to the seven days of the Miluim that preceded it. Tzav with Poro are the Shiva Simeha Miluim and the Poro. Now, in Gimel, um, the Rebbe will start to explain that there is actually um, two approaches um, to um, what took place in the seven days. You know, what is their uh, status, the seven days that preceded um, the um, inauguration, the seven days of inauguration that preceded the actual um, building of the Mishkan in a permanent way on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And that will give us an understanding uh, in the advantage of Shemini uh, Limeluyim over the seven days. And the Rebbe is going to start by introducing a, a Toysvis uh, and showing us that there is a uh, totally two different responses to how we look at uh, the seven days of Miluyim. Uh, the Mishkan was built, but it was uh, temporary. Let's look inside. The Yuv and Zebahagdim, Masham Razal, will understand this by first introducing our sages of blessed memory. Say this is from Teres Kayanim that that on that day, we're talking about the Yoim Hashimini Limiluim, the eighth day of inauguration. Notal Eser it has taken ten crowns, meaning that very special uh, day that 10 special crowns, special things happen in that day. Uh, now they count various different things, but uh, it doesn't mention the fact uh, that it was uh, the first for the building of the Mishkan. So, the Toysus, Kosva, Toysus, so why don't we say not only all the other ten firsts, they were special, why doesn't it say that it was the first time that they built the Mishkan? So, first of all, Toysus answers, Mishum Damrinon, the Medrash, because the Medrash, because we say the Medrash, Shekol Zayin Yimei HaMiluyim, that all the seven days of the inauguration, so he Moshe would stand up the Mishkan and take it apart. So it means it wasn't the first. So basically, what we're saying, according to this answer, that there's nothing to count about the Shmini the Meluim that they placed the Mishkan. Nothing new happened over there. It already took place before, and that's why it's not counted. Inami Toisus gives another answer. Mishum Mishkan Koi, because actually we are talking about the. Uh, resurrection of the, uh, the the raising of the Mishkan at that point, we're saying 
What we're saying is, This day that they raised the Mishkan, not less than Atoras Achedis, took additional other 10 Atoras. So basically it is 11 Atoras. So it is the inauguration of the Mishkan. So, these Trutzim are just the opposite. According to the first one, nothing new happened. According to the second one, we're trying to say that everything happened on the day that they put up the Mishkan. In the base Trutzim Elu, Shabbatoisvis, these are opposites. According to the first answer, the idea that is the first Akamas Mishkon, that's less than the ten crowns. That's why we don't count it over here, because it already took place before. To the extent that we don't even count it amongst them. But according to the second answer, of Toysus, Iker The main advantage of that day is Hushaboy Hukoma Mishkon. That on that day the Mishkon was raised. We're saying that that day Shalakomasa Mishkon, not al Esenatoris that it took ten additional other crowns. So the Rebbe will further in Ois Dalad explore uh, the two. Um, Possibilities uh, from the Ramban and Rashi. Um, why did Moshe Rabbeinu actually raise the Mishkan during the seven days of inauguration? And according to the Ramban, that is an instruction of Hashem. So it has a lot of the value of uh, the building of the Mishkan because Hashem told him. But according to Rashi, it was mainly. Uh, something which Moshe Rabbeinu understood, he learned from other things. So it's uh, mostly uh, something that comes from Moshe. Let's look inside. <clears throat> we'll understand it by introducing first the question Why is it that Moshe raised the Mishkan during the seven days of inauguration? Didn't Hashem instruct him in the end of Parshas Bekudai, Hashem says on the first month on the of the first month that's when you should raise the oil moed. For sure, this is not something that Moshe did on his own, from his own own opinion, God forbid. So, what's the source for Moshe to go ahead and build the Mishkan during the Shiva Zimeham So, in Ramban Pirish, so the Ramban explains, Shatam Shehekim Moshe Samishkan Bezayin Yimeham Eluim, who reason why the Ramban says that Moshe Rabbeinu raised the Mishkan the seventh day of the is ki Hakadosh Baruch Hu quoting the Ramban Omer leMitchilo, Ba'ke Moises a Mishkan kipshutoi. Told him simply that you should raise the Mishkan, Asher Har Eisah Bahar, that which you have been shown in the mountain. So, the first command was in Hainishut Tzarek Lachem a Mishkan miyad laachere gemar melechas a Mishkan. That would mean that you need to raise the the Mishkan as soon when you finish the work of the Mishkan. So, that was already said earlier in Parshish Truma over there before. Shem is telling him that you should raise it. Uh, raise it when? It doesn't say no pasuk over there. It doesn't say no date. Just says, so it means when you're done, you raise it. But then when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, So now the Torah, the Ebrish is telling him, when he should raise it, that it should be So David was telling him, now that's the time that you raise it, that it should be standing for permanent. So now he knew, So now he knew, but David told him before that he should build it when he finishes. So now he knows that the previous civil was that during the time of the inauguration he's going to need to raise it and take it apart. As opposed to the eighth day, he's going to stand. That's the way that Amban learns the uh, 
psukim, and so therefore there is a very clear directive uh, for raising the Mishkan as soon as uh, Mishkan is completed, so the seven days of inauguration included. Amnam, but the simple meaning of this verse that on the first month on the you should raise the Mishkan, it's not that as the Ramban tries it. Okay, what is, so what does it mean raise it? Or raise it permanently, but that's not what it says in the Pasigh. But the whole raising it takes place on Rishkhidish Nisan. So and the fact that Rashi, in his commentary on the Torah, does not explain that what is the meaning with talking. He talking la'omda, that you should stand it for permanently, talking kibshutai, that it doesn't mean just put it up, but it means put it to stand. So it's understood that Rashi al-Shapirish the talking will kibshutai. It means simply. So basically, there was no change over here. So according to Rashi's, the simple meaning, according to the way we're learning that this is Rashi's view, this isn't an additional command over what Rebbe says, told him already you should raise the Mishkan, the Rabban says, now he's telling him that it should a permanent standing. No, it's really... One and the same. The second passing is a legilui milso pirushda This is just revealing the matter, and it's articulating the command. Eivisha told him vakimaisa before in parshas trumah. Says man ki yumaishot zivuizeh in parshas pekudei. Tells him when is this time for that fulfillment? Hu bayoyim achaydish harishim bechad achaydish. That's going to be on the first month on rishchaydish nisam. So where did Moshe Rabbeinu? Get it that he should raise the Mishkan during the Shivisim Amaluim. Masha Hamid Moshe Samishkan, Lifnerish Chodesh Nisan. So the fact that Moshe Rabbein raised the Mishkan before Chodesh Nisan, Loin it's Tabel Zabefetish, he actually wasn't specifically commanded for this. El Shalomet came with Sivuim Achedim. But he derived it, he learned this from other commands. The fact. From the fact that he was instructed, commanded to educate, to train Aaron and their sons in their uh, in their service, and the education in this service needs to be in the same place in which the work, the service will be done permanently. So you're training them to work in the place that they're going to be doing it. And there's another reason for it besides the fact that you have to do it in the place where they're going to be working, the main thing is, he was commanded, that during the seven days of Meluim, they shall be in front of the tent of meeting. So this is in the Tetzaveh of Tez Dalet, and Chof Tez over there, when Torah talks about how they should spend the time during the seven days of inauguration. So how are they going to be Pesach if there's no structure at all? So we see that we need to raise the Mishkan. In Ois Hay, Rebbe is going to continue to further uh, prove this point that uh, that according to Rashi, <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu was not instructed by the Abishter to place the Mishkan, which but the Rebbe will explain later on, which is one of the principal differences between Yemashmini and the Shibishimehamiluyim in as far as relates to the construction of the Mishkan. So the Rebbe learned that the Rashi Pashtas and the Psukim uh, from Rashi's lack of commentary means that Mishnabenu only was instructed to raise the Mishkan on Rishkhadish Nisan. But the Rebbe further wants to say that to support that Rashi actually in the Gemara also uh, looks like or proves that Rashi holds that the Mishkan uh, that was raised over there was not done by Hashem. Uh, Because according to Rashi in the Gemara, it seems that 
there was no Shekhinah in the uh, seven days of the inauguration. And if there was a command uh, for building the Mishkan, why would there not be the Shekhinah over there? Let's look inside. According to what we explained earlier, that the reason that Moshe raised the Mishkan, before Rishchodesh Nisun, that did not come because of a command of Hashem, that would be Kipirush Ramban. Ramban learns that that Moshe uh, Rabbeinu raised that because of the Parshas Truma. They actually told as soon as the Mishkan was ready. But Rashi's that learns that there was no tzibur for that is That's also has to be said according to Rashi's commentary on the Shas. Uh, <coughs> Because the Gemara talks over there about Achas HaTores Shenotol Oisei Yemu, the Gemara says, what was one of the, uh, from the ten crowns that Rosh Chodesh Nisan got? So one of them was Rishon Lishkoin Shechinah. It was the first time that the Divine rested over there. So the Shechinah rested for the very first time on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Omefarish Rashi, and Rashi explains, why was the Shekhinah resting in the, uh, for the very first time? It's because the Pasuk says, I will dwell amongst you. Meaning that if you want Shekhanti B'Soycham, then you have to make this Mishkan, the Mikdash, Miklal, that has to do So that means that up till this point, when there was no Mishkan, so that was the Rishon Lishkin Shechina. So, so, what are we trying to say over here? Um, it's not that there was uh, something new over here, new, it's, um, it's, it's there. Uh, not at that time, Rashi said. Rashi said that over there, in that place, Mashma sheiker kavanosei lishlul hamis bechayis ukayyitzubai shekodem hamishkan. So before you built the mishkan, so there were korbanos and there were uh, offerings, but it, there was no shechina over there. Uh, so now. Uh, First time over there, they brought the carbonus in the in the Mishkan over there. But the first time over there, Shom, in which uh, there was Shechina when they did it was now on the first day of Nisan, Shchodesh Nisan, But before there was no Shechina over there. Uh, before there was no Shechina. Why? Because there was no Mishkan, and uh, it's a pasuk says Shachanti b'Seichum, so that's what Rashi says over there. So l'chayre in a movement. So l'chayre, it's not understood. How do we know this? The Torah Taket says, "Make the Mikdash and I'll rest you." Mashma Shashros Hashchina v'Shachanti b'Seichum Tuluya Ach v'Rag Basis Hakomes Hamishkan. It seems that it only hinges on making and raising the Mishkan. That's what it says. Since that during the seventh day of inauguration, they fulfilled the command, make for me a Mikdash. We know that there was a Mishkan. Moshe Rabbeinu did raise the Mishkan during the seven days. So, why we bring the Pasuk? What is the proof from the Pasuk that I'll rest amongst you? The That the first, uh, on the eighth day, is the first Lishkoin. That it did not uh, rest till now. How, how do we know that it didn't rest till now?
So if there was no Mishkan beforehand, so we see Rashi says also on the Shemini, it was the Mishkan. But since there was a Mishkan beforehand, uh, how does Rashi have no from the Pasuk uh, that there was no, maybe there was a Rashi. So from this, it's evident that Rashi holds and this is that Moshe raised the Mishkan before Rishchidosh Nisan. That did not constitute you should raise the Mishkan, so there was no Shechina there. And then he says, So there would be no Shechina because of that. This was only the observance of a detail and a condition by fulfilling other commands, as the Rebbe said earlier, can also receive Dalit, that in order to accomplish the proper Chinuch, or because Pesach HaMoyed. Valderech, Vayivem Mizbeach Tach HaSahor So there was a Mizbeach under the mountain, but there was nothing to do with a Midgosh with Shechina. Ve'ein b'hakom azu kiyume shalvosu li'migdosh, and by raising it during the Shiva Simeon Meluyim, that did not fulfill vosu li'migdosh, that's what Rashi explains. Up to this point, it didn't rest. Only after they make a Migdosh, who, when you stand up because of a Mishkon, then there will be Shechanti Besechon. So you have the two uh, proofs. That Rashi holds that there is no command in the uh, structure, construction or raising the Mishkan during the seven days of the Miluyim. And this the Rebbe will tie in now in Vav with the Trutrutzim of Toysus. Because whether we don't count it at all, because because it wasn't the first time they put it up, that would fit uh, well with the opinion of the Ramban. It was already done. The second answer is that it's all about the raising of the Mishkan that fits very well with the opinion of Rashi, that it was constructed for the first time on Rishchidosh Nisan. That you can say above, according to the above, that the two answers of Toysus, Rashi Ramban, are disagreeing in the disagreement of the Rashi and the Ramban. The first answer of Toysus, goes to the view of the Ramban. That also the raising of the Mishkan during the seven days of inauguration. That was also because of the command, a clear command, the Mishkan told them to raise it. According to this, it's not the first day it was raised. The Mishkan already was raised during the seven days of inauguration. And the second answer of Toysus, that goes in Rashi's view, that the raising of the Mishkan during the seventh day of inauguration, that was a detail in the education of Aaron's son. And therefore, would be the first for raising the Mishkan. And Oizai and the Rebbe gives another suggestion. Um, why, uh, how the two uh, answers of Toysavis differ, that according to the first one, um, we don't count at all the uh, fact that the uh, Mishkan was built over there, um, which means that uh, because it already took place before, uh, the second answer says, oh, that's we're talking about 10 things happened when the Mishkan was built. 
so the Rebbe wants to explain, before the Rebbe explained that this is the chiluk between the Rashi and the Ramban, whether there was a mitzvah in raising the Mishkan. But in Isaiah, the Rebbe gives another suggestion that it could be that the difference is whether more quantity uh, outweighs quality or quality outweighs even more quantity. And the fact is that the seven days of the Miluyim, the Mishkan was built uh, seven times at least or more, as we'll see. And the eighth day was built only once. So what's more important? Seven times, if we place the seven days versus the eighth day, seven times doing it, it's a uh, quantity-wise, it's a lot of standing up of a mishkan. But as far as uh, quality-wise, that it should remain standing, which is a greater, um, more quality uh, raising than then that happened on the eighth day. Inside Zion, Oid Yeshloimar, Bahefre Shebenchneat Rutsim Shebetoifus, to give the difference between these two answers in Toifus, Bahagdim, Biur Toichan Achiluk, by explaining, uh, introducing first the explaining the idea of the difference Sheben Hakomas Hamishkan Bezayn Yimei Hamiluim. The way the Mishkan was raised during the seven days of inauguration, to raising it on the eighth day. Each one has an advantage over the other, the seven days over the eighth day, the eighth day of the seven days. What is the advantage of raising the Mishkan on the eighth day? Is It's an advantage of quality. Because raising it was Aleph, number one. It was in a permanent way. As opposed to the seven days inauguration. You would raise it and then take it apart. And base number two. That it was prepared for the Veshachanti Besoichom. Um, so it was a quality building that now the building is going to get the Shekhinah. As opposed to the Mishkan that was raised during the seven days of inauguration. The Shekhinah did not rest in it as mentioned before. So you have a qualitative advantage on the eighth day. But on the other hand, What is the advantage of raising of the Mishkan during the seven days of inauguration? Is mylishul kamus? There is an advantage of quantity. And during the seven days of inauguration, they raised it seven times. They raised it every day and day. More than that, according to the opinions that during the, each day of the seven days of inauguration, they may have raised it two or three times. As the Rebbe points to the sources over here, but that means that every day, uh, even if it's its own day of the seven day each individual, so each one of the seven days, if it's in the same day they put it up and put it down, so then it was a quantity raising more <coughs> than the eighth day. So based on this, we can say that the difference between the two answers of is depends on the views in general. We know whether the majority of quantity is advantageous or the great quality is advantageous. The Tirutz are showing according to first Tirutz of Toisvus Odif. The quantity, the, 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 the multiple quantity is advantageous. So we don't count the one uh, that it was raised first on the eighth day. For the contrary, 
<coughs> the raising of the Mishkan during the seventh day of immigration, Odif is advantageous than it was raised on the eighth day. But according to the second answer, the great of the quality overrides the quantity. According to this, raising the Mishkan on the eighth day of the Meluim, is more advantageous than raising it during the seven days of inauguration. But to the extent this becomes the main advantage of that day. And on that day, we did another additional 10 things. And now, based on this explanation, also the wording of Toysus, that it was a quality uh, versus quantity, uh, Toysus implies that... Uh, there was a qualitative difference by using a strange language, seemingly, because in the first answer of Toysus is saying this is not the first time this happened on the eighth day, because all the seventh day of Yimeha Miluyim, Moshe would raise the Mishkan and take it apart. Why does Rashi bring down over here, they're taking it apart. We're trying to say that it was already raised. Why does Rashi say Mefarke also here? The Lechaira would seem, in order to explain the reason, reason that the whole Yichoshu Rishon Lakomas HaMishkan. Why didn't he counter the first day for raising the Mishkan? Over there, it's important only. That during the seventh day of the Agoration, he was raising the Mishkan. What connection does it have to do here that he took it apart? So we don't need it that takes it apart. It seems like saying that it takes it apart is something that is diminishing it. It would seem that it's taking away from the advantage of raising the Mishkan during the seven days of inauguration. So, why is Rashi saying? Because Rashi wants to say that you took it apart so that you have to put it together again. Rashi's intent is to emphasize since he would take it apart that means that there had to be the next day again to raise the Mishkan every day so at least it was raised seven times it had a lot of quantity. In Ois Tes, the Rebbe will explain the difference between the Parshas Pora and the Parshas Achoidish and how the Pora and Parshas Achoidish match up with the and as we said before, and is Shmini. But the Rebbe is going to point out that the Parshas Poro, while it comes before the Parshas Achoidish, but yet. It needs the Parshas HaChodesh, as the Rebbe will explain. That's why the Pora takes place on the second day, and the Chodesh is beforehand, even though the Parshas Pora comes before the Parshas HaChodesh. Let's load it inside. Apikol Hanal, based on all the above, Tuvan HaShaychis, will understand the connection between Shiva Simei HaMeluyim Shiva Parshas Tzav, between the seven day Meluim in the portion of Tzav, Yemeshmin Limeluim, Shebe Parsha Senu, that's in our Parsha. So the Shiva Simei Meluim and the Shmini Limeluim, that's Tzav and Parsenu, the Parsha's Potter and Parsha Chodesh, to connect it to the portion of Potter which you read on Tzav and Parsha Chodesh which we read on Shmini in this schedule. So the Hine Isabiru Shalmi. The Shalman brings down, quoted earlier, that that by right, uh, the uh, reading of the Parsha Chodesh should be before the portion of uh, Poro. 
we have it first you read the Parsha's Poro, and then you read the Parsha Chodesh. But by right, you should read first the Parsha Chodesh Poro. Why would that be the right order? The order, the way it took place the first time around. On the first day of Nisan, the Mishkan was raised. And on the second day of Nisan, that's when they burnt the Poro. The Poro Aduma, that's when they made the uh, whole process of the Tara from the so why does Yerushalmi ask <coughs> do we read Poro before the Parsa Chodesh? Because that has the Tara of all Yidin. The Rebbe asks the question, he says but um move on. So this is not understood. We see that the Parsha Chodesh comes specifically after the Parsha's Poro. But, so first you need Poro, then you need Chodesh. So how could they take raise the Mishkan on the first day of Nisan, which is in Yonashul Parsha Chodesh, that's the Parsha Chodesh, Lifnei Srevis HaPorah. So how could they do this before burning of the of the Porah? Since the Porah needs to come before uh, Chodesh. The Rebbe will explain soon, I'll be Pnimius Hanyonim, that the Porah represents Avedus HaTeshuvah, and uh, Rosh Chodesh represents the Avedas HaTzadikim, and first comes Avedas HaTzadikim, and then comes Avedas Abal Tshuva, uh, and yet, um, once it was accomplished the first time around, it was uh, built the Mishkan that came first, because you need first Avedas HaTzadikim, as explained in detail, and then you can have Poro uh, before. But here, uh, the Rebbe is asking, how come the Komas HaMishkan was done on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and Poro was done on the second day of Nisan? And we say, though, that the Poro needs to come before uh, the Chodesh. Now, there may be a technical reason, the Rebbe says, brings down, well, yes, you know, maybe Poro comes before, but... Uh, you can't have the uh, sprinkling of you need to sprinkle the blood of the Pura opposite the face of the Elmoid. So you need an Elmoid there. Uh, so maybe that's why we had no choice had to build the Mishkan first. But the Rebbe says, But all the work of the seven days of Miluim, they were also in front of the Elmoid. So there would be no problem to do the Pura on the first day of Nisan, say, for example, and it would have been done of Nayel Mayat. And now, but here we're trying to prove somehow that the Mishkon, raising the Mishkon, needs to come uh, before you can do the Purah. The Rebbe will talk in Avedus Hashem, this whole idea that um, you need the Hakomas uh, HaMishkan. So the Rebbe's question is, why don't we have Parshas Poro, which is Taros and Shal Yisrael, take place before that Hakomas HaMishkan? And even though, the Rebbe is going to explain now, this that we need Taros and Shal Yisrael is not for the Hakomas HaMishkan, that's for the Korban Pesach, which is brought later on, but yet, it seems like the whole idea of Hakomas HaMishkon uh, is part uh, that the answer is that uh, Porok should come before Hakomas HaMishkon, not just because of the uh, Korban Pesach that is brought later on. Look inside. Vagam shezeh ma'asha chodesh 
even though that is that we say that the Hachoydesh read needs the potter. It's not because of the matter of the raising of the Mishkan, which is in the Hachoydesh. In other words, we don't need to have Poro, Taroson Shal Yisrael, before you raise the Mishkan. You need to have it before you bring the Korban Pesach. So who cares? Um, what does it bother us? <coughs> what does it bother us that the Mishkan was raised on Rishchodesh Nisan and then you brought the Poro on the second day and still the Taros and Shal Yisrael will be first. But the Rebbe argues, nevertheless, had a but what was the question in the first place? That you should have first what? You should have first the Parshas HaChodesh it wasn't because the carbon Pesach, it was that should come before the Parshas Pora. So, Muchach Shakoma Samishkon Shemechod Benison, Hugamkein, Oinyan the Parshas Achoydish. That is the idea of the Parshas Achoydish, is Hakoma Samishkon. Begamal Zeboha Tirutz. And on this, the answer that we say that the reason why we read. Portion Poro Shuta Roson comes before Akamas Amishkan. So not only does it have to come before uh bring the Korm Pesach, it has to come before the Parsha Khidish, the before the Akamas Amishkan. So if he's a hodra kushula duchta, Lomala Hugdama Srefas Aporla Kamas Amishkan. So the question comes back to its place. Why did we not introduce the burning of the Pora before the raising of the Mishkan. And the Rebbe is going to explain that the Poil uh, Mamish, now we can do the Pora before the Mishkan. But we have to be, uh, we need the Chodesh, we need the Mishkan before the Pora. Let's go inside. To understand the difference between Pesach, which is the main part of the Chodesh, and the idea of the Parah. in the service of a person. Pesach is a time when all the Bnei Yisrael, the way they were the very first time, Gershon is they were a convert. That converts was considered like a child that is born. That is similar to the service of the Tzadikim. Upara, on the other hand, you have the Pora. The Chatos Kari Rachmona, that the Torah refers to it as a Chatos, calls it a Chatos. Umechaperes ala eagle, and it atones for the eagle. He avedes a tshuva. So that represents the level of tshuva. And Bezoba, this is Medrash. This is what the Medrash says. By, it says Chuka, by when it comes to Pesach. And when it comes to the um, paraduma. It says, So we have a chukah by Pesach and a chukah by the paraduma. So we don't know which one is a greater chukah. What? Why? Why is that? Because we're saying that the poro is avodas and the Pesach is avodas tzadikim. And there is, so therefore, we don't know which is greater. There is an advantage in the service of Sadiqim that is not in the Avedis of Tshuva. And then on the other hand, there is an advantage in the Avedis of Tshuva, which is not found in the Avedis of Tshuva. Generally speaking, what is the advantage of the service of Sadiqim is in the Drawing down the light from above. And the advantage of the service of Tshuva is that's the service that it comes from the from based on the bottom one, based on the below, on the person below. So, the Mashem Esayim by Medrash, but the Medrash there concludes, he says we don't know. So he says, it concludes there that actually the Potter is Gidoila. So you see that one that 
he the Pesach needed, so everybody needs the Chukas HaToyro, the Gdal Poyro. So, but according to the above, we say there is advantages. So the reason is, okay, So now we can understand that when we talk about that the raising of the Mishkan on the first day of Nisan, which is which is the subject matter of the Parsha Chodesh, as the Rebbe has just proven it, that that's part of the Parsha Chodesh, that comes from Mishkan. That, had, that was before the Rebbe. Key. Because Aleph, number one, move on, Shebizman, Ubekviyas, Avedis HaTzadikim, Kedemes, Lavedis HaTshuva. That, talk about in time, what comes first? What is more set, Kviyas? First comes the service of Tzadikim. That comes before the Avedis HaTshuva. Because tshuva comes if there's a sin. So then you have tshuva. Number two, base. Hamayle sheyesh Even though there is an avoda, there is an avoda in the service mitzadamata, which is avoda satshuva, which is the avoda satshuva. And the Rebbe says the bracket said mitzad mayle zutrichim lahagdim kedima b'mayle parsha parod parsha chodesh. That because of that advantage of the Avedis Hamato, we should or we need to uh, be Magdim. Uh, there's an advantage, which means Hagdoma means there is an advantage in it. The advantage in the Parshas Poro. Parshas Poro, the Parshas Chodesh. Parshas Poro, Tshuva comes before Parshas Chodesh. But he mitzad goidel ha'am shochesh It's because of the great that extension, that it extends through the Avedis HaTshuva from above. Its advantage, the advantage of Mato is also that it brings down Hapshocham El-Mailo. So Belochein, and therefore, The raising of the Mishkan took place before the burning of the Pora. For also the advantage of the burning of the potter, which is Avaydesh Mitzadamato, which is the service from from the below, Hilaachreu Mitzadam Shokhashamilmailo. That follows and that comes because of the Hamshokh of above. When you had first the Hamshokh of above, Shachanti Bisekhoshabakomasamishkon, that's when you can have the potter. Can't have the potter before that. And this is the meaning of what they said. By right, Chodesh come before Pora, which means Even now, we should have first Chodesh before the Pora. Why? Because this advantage of Pora, which is the Avoidah boy, how they are Hamishkon, that comes through the Raising of the mission, that I'll rest among you all days. That takes place through the arousal of Baba It's only by right. The Poyomamish, Chodesh comes out of Parshish Porter. Kaidei Parshish Achodesh. Vakomas Hamishkon Oz, when they read the Parshish Chodesh on Aleph. And they raised the Mishkon then on Aleph. I mean, they read the Parshish Chodesh, which means the happenings of the Parshish Chodesh, which is the Akomas Hamishkon. So that took place first. So Kvar Yeshna Hamshoch Inyan Zebailum. So that has been extended into the world. Belochain Efsher Shetovei Parshish Porter. So that's why we can have Parshas Potter now without having first reading the Parshas Chodesh because it's in the world already. But the order before they raise the Mishkan when this Hamshokha has not yet been drawn down into the world in a way that I rest amongst you in a Pnimis there could not be 
the burning of the potter without first raising of the Mishkan. So what does it turn out according to the above? That what is the difference between Poro, the portion of Poro and Parsha Chodesh? Is similar to the difference between the Shivasimei Hamiluim and the Yemashmini, but in two ways that you can compare the difference between the Zayn Yomim and the Yemashmini and between Pora and Chodesh. So, uh, it was like this. Aleph. This badly ill, Siv Dalid. Earlier in Siv Dalid, it was explained. That the advantage of stay, raising the Mishka during the seven days of the Miluim, that was a advantage of quantity. And what was the advantage of raising the Mishka on the eighth day? That's an advantage of quality. So, similar this first aspect of it is the difference between Kamus and Echus. Hamayla, the Parshas Poro, which is Teshuva, the advantage of the section of Poro, which is Teshuva, that is as it affects, it matters, the Avedah, because of the matter, to refine the level below and the Kalim. So, what does it mean? When we're talking about refining the matter and the Kalim, we're talking about Kamos. <coughs> when you talk about the advantage of below the Kalim, it's similar to the quantity. That's not powerful, but there's a lot. Then when you talk about the advantage of the Parsha Chodesh, which is that is as far as bringing down from above and uh, to draw down the light. That's similar to the advantage of the great quality. So, Poro is um, tshuva, which and chaydish, uh, which is sadikim, in one way, which is similar to the difference between the seventh day of inauguration, which is quality, quantity, and the eighth day, which is quality. First aspect is Zayimeyamiluim Arkamus and Yemashmini is Echos. Same thing is Parshas Ha Poro is Kamus, Chuva, and Parshas Hachodesh is Echos. Number two, the Das Rashi, Shakomas Amishkam Zayimey Hamiluim Nilmud Mahatsivu, the Chinuch Arnu Bono, Viniklo Bechinuchse. According to Rashi's view, that the raising of the Mishkan on the seventh day, during the seven days, is learned from the instruction of the Chinuch Ar and his sons, and it's part of that training. So that is during the seven days. So that's at this Shiva Shimalun. Mashenkin Akamosir as opposed to what they raised it on the eighth day, which was Shachanti Besoychem. So we find similar to this, between Pora and Chodesh. But the Rebbe Bavorans in the meantime, and he says, that even though, according to Rashi's view too, there is an advantage in raising it in the seventh day of inauguration over raising it on the eighth day. At least, did it seven days, so it's not like Rashi doesn't realize that there is an advantage of the Shiva Simeon too. 
And further, there is another advantage that Mekivon, even according to Rashi, since raising it on the seven days of integration, according to Rashi's view, was not a clear expressed uh, command, but rather, <coughs> that Moshe learned it from, he deri- derived it out, so there is some specialty also, dearness in the seven days of Meluim, something that comes from Adrasha is more dear, so it turns out that since Moshe Rabbeinu learned it out, so it would have been special, but yet, all these specialties, Mikolmokim had a movement with Pashtus, She'ein Ledames Klal HaKomazu, LaHakom Deyem Hashmini, that there is no comparison to equate the raising uh, before Atzivu Hashem to this HaKomad uh, of the Yem Hashmini. Mikivon Sha'amishkan, Sha'ukam B'zayim HaMiluyim, Eina Inyan HaMishkan, that's still not, that what was raised during seven Yemei HaMiluyim is not the Yen HaMishkan. So, this is According to Rashi, the big chiluk between the Zayin Yimei Hamiluyim and the Shema Mishmini. So, similar is also as far as the Parshas Poro Parshas Achidish. Hamaylos be Parshas Poro. The advantage in the Parshas Poro, which is Zichul Hamata, al Parshas Achidish over the Hamshochas Ha'oyir, he davkil laachri shehoyso kvar Hamshocham el Mayla idea komas Hamishkon. That's only after, specifically, after there was already the Meshacham al from the raising of the Mishkan. Because the importance and the advantage of the refinement and the service of below, it's only when it follows, because of what's been drawn down from above, Kenal Siftesas. As opposed to before the Hamshokha from above, in Israifas Aporo. So then the burning of the Porosh in Yonazikha which is the concept of refining in the service below, Kshlaatsma by itself. So notwithstanding the advantage that there is the below is refinement and the dearness because there is a chiddush ein boy k'day lakdimu lakomas hamishkan still you cannot bring before the komas hamishkan parshas hachodesh v'yikir hamaylo the main maylo who be parshas hachodesh this is mesibas shabbos mesibas shabbos parshas mini tovshin chov dalad v'tovshin chov hey.